Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I'm glad you've joined us. And today I have with us a friend, a newer friend of mine, and a newer friend to some of you, but not new to to a lot of you, Miss Melody Westbrook. Melody, thanks for spending some time with us today. Hi, Carmen. How are you? And hey, sweet ladies that are out there listening to this. The first thing Carmen wanted me to do is introduce myself. And I always laugh when people ask me to introduce myself. Probably most of us do as women, the different roles that we play, but just kind of a basic, I have been a pastor's wife for, golly, 36 years. My husband and I just recently resigned our church. So that has been my kind of my role that I have played. I'm also a mom of three boys and a grandma, but, and Carmen and I'll kind of talk about this in a little bit, recently have kind of pursued, honestly, probably a lifelong dream. Um, in my life. So I think that's some of the things that we're going to talk about is how that came about, came about and just some really cool things that God has been doing in my life. You are so right. That's exactly where I want to go and I want to jump off because I think that's what's intrigued me about getting to know you. And Melody, I feel like I've known you for a while. We've not. We've, <laughs> we've known each other, what, two months maybe? Probably, well, yeah. We crossed paths, I think, during the MLS, so back in January, right? But anyway, you did. You shared, you know, you and your husband have been successful at Church Plant. You're definitely innovative thinkers. You know, you're you're going for that unchurched person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some people would think, why now? Why are you making a change? But there was something. We got talking about discipleship and mm-hmm. how important that was to us with women. And, and I want you to talk a little bit about that, and I want you to tell us a little bit about the ministry. But you're right. You, you specifically, I wish I wish I could remember the words, but you specifically told me that looking back, you felt like you had more that you could have given, and didn't give something in that area of women's discipleship. And it's almost like I'm watching a woman letting God, um, I don't want to talk for God, but you're, you're correcting that. It's almost like you're leaning in and be intentional. So yes, if you'll share that part of your story with us, I think it could benefit a lot of the ladies that are listening in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really cool, Carmen, um, how God orchestrates certain things in our lives, again, that we, out of pain, to be honest, and and, and uh, discontent. So it's kind of the, the, the premise of this story for me. Again, being a pastor's wife for so long, and as Carmen has said, you know, Paul and I started this church in, ni- well, 31 years ago, 1991, and in the role of pastor's wife, and if there are any pastor's wives out there listening to this, you will resonate with this, um, whether you want to admit to or not. But we get lost in that role of pastor's wife. And that's exactly what happened um, in my life. I got so lost in that role that I lost myself. And, you know, we could get into like spiritual gifts and kind of that that kind of stuff. That is somewhat the premise of the search for me. But, but, I, but I lost myself. So basically, it's kind of a funny story, but a very true story. My husband and I had gone to, uh, for me, one more church growth conference that you know, we went year after year to year and, and, you know, in support of him, I was that, that really good wife that went in support of him. But to be honest, I got really tired of church growth conferences. And so I got to the point where during the breakout sessions, I just sat outside and some of these were like in Florida. And so I'd sit out in the sun and, you know, read my book, that kind of stuff. And this particular conference, a friend of mine had gone also because her 
husband was in leadership and she said, you're going to go to a breakout conference or a session. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to sit out in the sunshine just like I always do and read a book. And so her nudging and encouragement in there, uh, you know, in that she, she gave me the list and everything was about church growth. And it's like, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm tired of church growth. That's not what I need in my life. But there was one session that said life, something like life after 50, ministry after 50. And I was probably, I think, 52 at the time. And so I went to that session and I sat and literally cried the entire time because I knew that God was not finished with me yet. And so it was within that breakout session that God began to literally light a fire under me that there was so much more, so much more gas in my tank to serve him in ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, that's interesting. And I want to keep unpacking that a little bit because you, you and Paul, you were at a larger church. It started as a plant, but it was a large church and you had a very active role in teaching. Mm -hmm. And and some of you ladies are going to remember Melody because she taught breakouts for us. And we wanted to, you to get to meet her. And she taught breakouts at Priority and on your your spiritual gifts and your shape. Right. And um, and I think the other one you did was going from fluff to the deep stuff as far as yeah. Bible study. But um, but I know the spiritual gifting and the shape was one of the classes that you you were the go to person that taught that to pretty much anybody that was kind of onboarding coming into the church. Am I remembering that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So it's kind of, it was, is as a result of that, that breakout and a little continuation of the story. And I told the story in that breakout session and it was pretty kind of cool because looking out across the crowd, especially those of us that, that are getting older, I saw a lot of nods and a lot of smiles that, that resonated to the story. So after that conference, Paul and I were currently foster parents. And so it was time for the foster kids to move on. And once they did, I took off for three weeks by myself. And in in the session, the breakout session at Priority, we kind of laughed of, you know, not many women have done that, but probably the desire of many women is, yes, just let me get out on my own for a while. And I laugh, you know, people were like, you know, is your husband okay with you going? It's like, yes, he knows where the grocery store is. He's got a credit card. He's totally fine. So he was you know, in great support of this. But it was in that three-week time, and I told the girls this in that session, that when I exited off the highway, I will never forget this. I was speaking to God, and I said, let's not waste any moment. Let's not waste a second of this time together, just you and me, God, for three weeks. And so it was in that time I began to discover my own gifts, and one of the things, the, probably the biggest thing that I teach in this, in this spiritual gifts class is, is the point of remembering. And a lot of times we think that, you know, we're going to reach our purpose in life and we're going to reach our goals in life. We're going to, we're going to dream what's ahead of us. And, and it was hit it, through an author reading a book that the biggest point of us finding our purpose in life is remembering who we are and who we have been. And that was monumental to me. And one of the things that I began to realize in my remembering and doing a lot of this research on spiritual gifts is I've always been a teacher. I've always loved to teach since I was 
uh, in college and a young adult and young married. And so in that search, then I began to take a look deeper into what my spiritual gifts are. I wanted to ignore that fact because it wasn't working necessarily for me within the church because I was so busy. And Mm -hmm. so through that, I wrote this curriculum, yes, for spiritual gifts, desiring, and I get super excited because I just long for for people in general, women and specifically, find how and why God has made you who he has made you to be in his kingdom. And so that was that search. And through that, I wrote that curriculum. Yes. Mm, that's good. That's good. And I, I know your room was full. So definitely it resonated, <laughs> it resonated in your church for years, but it also resonated with the ladies at, at Priority. And ladies, if you're listening in, we recorded those breakouts and we'll sort of drip those out throughout the year. So that may be one you want to kind of watch for and keep your eyes open for that. You might want to gather a group of ladies and watch it together, you know, and be able to to have some discussion. And But Melody, now God's done. You're in a season change. Mm-hmm. So, he's, you know, like you said, you were that that you were at that church. You know, you did plan. It was 30 right. some years. Very successful. But now God's got you on a, a, a it's the same journey. But mm-hmm. he's definitely turned a page. And um, so I want you to tell the ladies a little bit about what this chapter looks like, what the landscape looks like. But also then what I want to pull out of there is I want to lead to your ministry, the walk. You know, a lot of times we have this shared ministry. We're part of the local church and we're part of shared ministry. And it's all about church, you know, the big C kingdom initiatives. Right. But there are things that God starts to carve out or that have been choreographed just for us. And it might just be for a season that serves the kingdom, but it may not involve everybody in your local church. Right. And it may involve people outside. And I think that's very interesting um, as a dream, as you say, as a dreams come into life. But as also God has flipped the page of the chapter that it's almost like, oh, it's it, you're, the dream is coming to life. So tell, tell us a little bit. Right. And I, I probably the only way I can can encompass that in, is with the walk ministry. And I'll talk about that here in just a second with Carmen. But the desire for me to share um, what my my passion is, is to share God's story. And that for me is from the Old Testament. I absolutely love, love the Old Testament. So the, the pre, pre-story to the big story for me is I was teaching or still am teaching a group of uh, young working moms. And I absolutely love these girls. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's my small group. But one of the things that I began to notice in, in their lives as, as young moms, and obviously as a mom, I could re- relate and resonate, but what I could not resonate with is I was a stay-at-home mom. And so God used them to teach me a lot of those things that, you know, they're super busy. They don't have time for the one-hour quiet time. They just flat out do not have time for that. And so I began to see kind of, for lack of a better term, a deficit in their their knowledge of God's story and realizing their children were coming home from church and they did not know the stories that their children were coming home and and telling. And Mm -hmm. so I saw that lack of that void in them. And so then my desire was to teach them those stories. Let's talk about Noah. Let's talk about creation. Let's talk about Moses. Let's, you know, let's talk about the apostle Paul um, to give them some of the, the basis and foundation of those stories. So I began to write those stories out to teach them that Mm. and then COVID hit and so you know we had to kind of shelve that just a little bit but that's where that desire came from is 
if I can help, just help lay down a foundation for them of, of God's story from his word, it's going to help in, in teaching them their children these stories. And then God began to do something bigger and deeper within me that I didn't expect that he was going to do. Mm. And you've leaned into that. Um, and he's brought women around you. And I'm seeing you get that something off the ground right now. Yeah. So so if I'm remembering, and I was able to come to one of your events, but the way <laughs> this conversation um, came up when I was getting to know you, Melody, is we were having a discipleship conversation and we were getting to know each other. And I told you that I always lead with not are you doing women's ministry, but how are you currently discipling women? And we resonated with each other right off. You could tell discipleship was your, was your language. And we talked about the fact that there has to be on ramps, you know, and that's how we got to fluff in the deep stuff, you know, conversation, that there has to be on-ramps, there has to be places we can meet a woman as she comes into our church or a neighbor and us bring her, you know, into a Bible study that we can trust. But there's there, sometimes there's this woman that's saying, I want, I want more solid. I don't want the fluff, right? And what they're saying is they want Bible study, but sometimes it's what, what they're ready for. There's not always that teacher inside their local church. And so they're, they're being genuine, you know, that they want that. And that's where I remember we took off and you put it so well. It's like, we have to have a place that we can take that, that, that woman by the hand and guide her. But we also have to be ready to meet that person that wants to go deeper and not act like there's not something for her and be able to have relationship, but to point her to different, different places too. And that's where we started that, that just started resonating with me listening to you that sometimes that discipleship needs to be part of local church, but sometimes mm-hmm. there is that woman who wants to go deeper and it may be seminary, but it may not be. And that may not be where every woman in her church is. And it doesn't mean one's right, one's wrong, but as a leader, we have to see that woman and she has to feel like we see her and we have to help her find her pipeline to grow. And that's how I remember us that you started telling me a little bit about the walk ministry too. So I do want you to share because I know you're figuring it out as you go, but you, but you've got a lot of the framework there, a blog, live event, right. all around the story and all around the story, a book, you know, that you guys are, you know, that that's getting ready to come out. So tell us a little bit about what is the walk, because I think, I think the women can um, take advantage of that and definitely be hearing more of that as God's put you in this new season. Yeah. So to answer some of those things that, that you just unfolded there, Carmen, is the heart and the desire that I realize as far as the, the walk and a very personal thing for me. And this is probably my challenge to the women out there listening. And it doesn't matter which level it is. And I really want to emphasize that it doesn't matter what your gifts are, because God longs wants to use you. Um, here's my little sermon here. He wants to use you within not only the local church, but in your community. And so for me personally, because my gifts are teaching, my, my gift is teaching and kind of a nuance of it of creative communication, I did not want to, and I know this sounds really uh, strange, but the again, challenge for me, I didn't want to go to my death without being obedient to God in this. I have no idea. I had no idea. I have no idea where this is going. That doesn't matter. That that that's that's not on me. That's God's choice and and desire. What's on me is my obedience to Him. So I, I really want to say that and emphasize that because I think listening right now, there's so many women out there that have 
so many things within them, but their fears hold them back. And mm -hmm. I was one of those women. So our biggest thing needs to be our desire to be obedient to God. Mm -hmm. So in lieu of that, yes, I, I created this this ministry called called the walk. And that was again that desire to be obedient to him. But in that, I longed to push outside the the brick and mortar of what was my local church, Metro Church, and get out into our community and to reach those, to reach all women, all walks of life. And that's one of the things that we put on our promo is all, all denominations, all walks of life, because every woman needs to hear God's story. So in that, again, is, is my heart and my desire to teach God's story. So kind of a three-pronged thing we have with with the walk um number one is a blog that i write and i'm getting i'm trying to reconstruct that right now I, I haven't been on for about six months because of some things that you know sometimes personal things in life need to give us a pause and so sure. i took that pause so the blog and then my co-write emily um she's one of my young friends her and i are co-writing a book together and we're down to the final probably two chapters um, and the title of the book is the walk back to Eden and the premise of that book is how oh goodness I get so excited telling the story but how once Adam and Eve were, were kicked out of the garden of Eden that immediately God put in his his grace plan and that from that time on life here on this earth is God's grace and so that's kind of that that idea of our life is filled with that walk back to Eden. How are we going to get back to that relationship with God? And then we do events basically twice a year based on that book. And it's designed kind of as Carmen has said. I teach this, the lessons and the Emily comes up and guides uh, the women sitting around a round table in, in some of these probing questions um, in lieu of that, those lessons. You know, I was able to go to one of your events that you just referenced. You invited me and I was able to go and I'm so glad I went to sit in because I really watched the ladies interact. Now, I'm not I've not personally been part of an if gathering, but there were some components of that that reminded yeah. me of an if gathering. But, you know, you said earlier, you've always been a teacher, you know, just maybe not realized it. The way you guys brought that event together, you were in your element teaching, but it wasn't just like a teacher in a classroom. There was, and I don't want to say there was fine arts to it, but it was polished. You know, it was flowery, but it was scripture. It was the story. Yeah. You know, and you made it clear it was coming. But then you're right when those discussion questions came and you guys, you know, had their little booklet, you know, to work through. But when the discussion questions came in, I really watched ladies wrestling with the questions. It was mm -hmm. it was effective, you know, to watch them. I didn't think they would, you know, but they did. They did. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it was effective. And um, I know, ladies, if you're listening in, I was I went home because I'm taking some pages out of your playbook and probably going to work it into awesome. Our girls conference, you know, this fall. So I yeah, I think it's a good thing. And I love that you say you may not know what God is fully doing, but it's about being obedient to what he's asking yeah. us to do. And, you know, ladies, if you're listening, this is one of the reasons I ask Melody, you know, um, would you come now? Not not six months from now. Would you let me interview you now as God's bringing her? He's bringing her visible before all you guys. You know, as Paul um, has joined the IBSA staff as a colleague, he's going to be um, you know, a director of church planning. 
Melody's desire is to be alongside him because they've got such a rich history here. But you heard her say they they believe in seeing the community and going out into the community. And yeah. one of the things that Melody told me is my desire, Carmen, is to meet the women and, you know, the pastor's wives and those other women's leaders and get behind them. And so she's a resource to you. So that's why I wanted to for you to get to meet her today. But I'm always careful, Melody, that we don't hide somebody behind a label because sometimes we think they're just this. And that's the other part of your story. You're not just this. It's it's these pieces. It's these pieces are different hats. But you and I are both that ministry bond 50. And God is continuing, continuing to redesign. And he always will as long as, you know, as long as we're still here, breathing air, this side of, you know, this side of heaven. And I do think you're role modeling that you're role modeling that. Well, I'm thankful that God's brought you into my life in this season, because as I watch you do new things, that's going to be a little bit challenging for you. A lot different. It's not the status quo. It's refreshing. Ladies, if you're listening, it's refreshing to see that other people, it's not just you, right? Other people are going through some of those transitions too. And we get to model life a little bit to each other. Right. So so that's right. good. That's good. Well, Melanie, I don't have a whole lot of time left. That's the that's the unfortunate part of our podcast. We just kind of get into a conversation and we don't have a whole lot. I want to tag your walk ministry in the episode notes. So ladies, you can find that and, you know, and check her out. You can contact her through that also. So she's a resource. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm hoping to share her breakout from priority with you guys soon. Um, it is something that is near and dear to her heart that she, I'm sure, would be willing, you know, to come alongside and um, talk further about spirituality gifts or the shape or, you know, equip you to go be, you know, a trainer of that, you know, in your, in your churches. But Melody, what would you say, um, what would you say to the woman that's listening and saying, well, I've had this dream or I know God's been calling me to do something, but I'm still in the same church. He's not, he's, he's pulled you out. So you don't have to do those same duties you were doing every day. Plus this, um, what would you say to that woman? Because that's what I remember that was impactful when you were looking back and you felt you'd been disobedient to yeah. some of the, some of the call. And right. I'd like to wrap up with that. You know, what, what you would say to that woman? You know, probably the, one of the things that I, I would want to say in, in final actually would be to ask a question. And this is one of my favorite, favorite questions that, that is a part of this curriculum that I wrote, but you know, it's a question I had come across in a book. If you were to do anything in life and you could not fail, what would that be? Mm. And that question to me was so impacting because when you, um, and I say this to all you ladies listening out there, when we get down and dirty, honest in that within ourselves, and you don't have to share that with anybody else. This, this is, this is something within you and you answer what that question is just honest, write it down hide it because you may not want anybody to see it. Mm-hmm. But there is such truth in uh, a- answering that question. That's where I would say start. And it's at that point that you begin to, to, to learn about who you are, what are your hearts and your desires. And and obviously as followers and believers of Christ, our, our desires to, to align that with him, even that is if that's to, to open a restaurant. And I've heard those answers and I love those answers because God can use that within his kingdom. 
That is so good. The power of a good question, right? Mm -hmm. To just bring that self-discovery and that's, that's good. That's good. Ladies, if you're listening in, let me, let me give you a reminder. You know, we're just ordinary women serving this Mm -hmm. extraordinary God, but we're not meant to journey alone. And you're seeing God just continues to make our community even richer. And um, the more, when you join, we get stronger. So don't Mm -hmm. journey alone, you know, follow us, get, you know, connect, be part of the community. You can find us. If you're not following us, you can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check out our webpage at ibsa.org backslash women. Um, we want you here. We want to share resources and, and do this and do this together. So Melody, thank you for sharing your time today. Thank you so much for, for bringing me along in this and yeah, continuing this journey. Well, I'm looking forward to this part of the journey with you, friend, because I'm I'm learning and I know we all are. So thank you. So, ladies, if you've been listening, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your Friday. We hope you have a blessed Sunday and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.